everyone, and welcome back to episode 6 of Average Girl Movie Reviews, your never pretentious, usually helpful, and always unfiltered movie review podcast. I'm Harshini, your resident movie reviewer and wonderfully average girl, and I'm here to tell you if that recent theater release is a must-watch now, a wait for streaming later, or a don't even bother. I'll be breaking down the plot, the theater experience, and the overall entertainment value in the episode, and as always, I'm going to do my best to limit spoilers so you guys can still go out and enjoy this movie. And with that, I hope everybody's having a great February. Let's go ahead and get into this week's review. So this week's movie is the highly anticipated thriller, Knock at the Cabin. I know it's two weeks in a row with the thrillers, but that's what's out, so that's what I'm reviewing. And it doesn't help that I'm a little bit partial to the genre as a whole. But Knock at the Cabin is the most recent release from director M. Night Shyamalan, who you may know from movies like Sixth Sense or Unbreakable. He's definitely done a lot of different major projects, and although, in my opinion, not all of them have been hits, he's certainly earned the hype behind his name as a director, and he's definitely known as the guy who does the surprise twist ending. So needless to say, I was anticipating this one. It's been on my radar for a while. The marketing campaign for it over the last few months has definitely been really big. A quick synopsis of the movie itself... While vacationing at a remote cabin, a young girl and her parents are taken hostage by four armed strangers who demand that the family make an unthinkable choice to avert the apocalypse. So, already pretty heavy-hitting just with the plot synopsis. And the movie is actually based off of the book The Cabin at the End of the World by Jacob Tremblay. And I personally have not read the book, but I've heard really good things about it, and I was definitely curious to see if the movie lived up to the book as well as this pretty big marketing hype. So with that, let's go ahead and get into my thoughts, starting with the plot. Knock at the Cabin features solidly the most straightforward plot I have ever seen from an M. Night Shyamalan movie, and that's definitely saying something if you've seen a lot of his other stuff. The movie focuses on two main groups of people. We've got the family on vacation and then the intruders who enter their home. So the family is made up of couple Eric and Andrew, as well as their adopted daughter, Wen. The intruders are a group of four. Uh, They are made up of Leonard, who's played by Dave Bautista, Adrian, Redmond, and Sabrina. All four of them have claimed that they have a vision of the apocalypse, and they have been told that this family needs to make the choice to sacrifice one of them in order to prevent the apocalypse. So one of the three members of the family needs to be sacrificed, otherwise the apocalypse will come and wipe out all of humanity. Every time that they refuse to make a choice, one of the intruders will be sacrificed in their place, and a plague will be unleashed on the world. So at the end of all four of the intruders being sacrificed, the end of humanity would happen. This is the explanation that we get at the beginning of the movie. And while I understand that all of this apocalypse, death of humanity talk is supposed to promote that shock and awe factor, I really feel like we've been desensitized to these sort of major life-changing events over the past few years. They use a TV broadcast throughout the movie to talk about what's going on in the world and these crazy things that are happening, but looking at the movie and the TV broadcast within the movie, it felt like I was watching the news on a Tuesday. And that's really not positive. 
So what was once shocking is obviously now barely registering on people's radars, and that took away from the movie for me a little bit. And I really do hope that not everybody is as generally cynical as I am, but I do think that this movie would have done excellent about five years ago before the news was just complete chaos constantly. There's always something happening, and we get that news cycle so frequently that seeing these things on the news doesn't promote that type of, oh my god, the world is ending feeling. It just gives me more of a, oh boy, this is happening, heavy sigh, right? On the other hand, I did think that the characters' performances were really good, but I just wish we had gotten more background. So, outside of the apocalypse plot itself, there are little flashbacks shown of the family, Eric and Andrew's past, and some of their experiences, but we don't really get very much on any of the intruders. Other than the little bits and pieces that they choose to share, it's very focused on this one moment in time. And I understand that the goal is to present this impossible situation to both the characters and the audience with little to no context. But as far as the story is concerned, since it was so self-contained, I would have loved to see more character development to move the story along. I specifically do want to commend Dave Bautista on his performance. I feel like he's really stepped out of the mold that we usually see him in, in roles. And I think he was one of the main characters for me that held the film together. His performance, as well as Andrew and Eric's performances as the couple being forced to make this choice, really stood out to me. But at the end of the day, I just didn't feel like I was getting enough from the plot. It was too self-contained and it just didn't make a strong impression on me. I'm obviously not going to speak on the ending in depth for obvious reasons, but I did feel mildly let down by how it all ended. It seems like from my research, the movie has gone away from the book ending in this respect, but I just feel like we got so much lead up and build up and tension And then it never really, truly panned out. And that's all I'm going to say about it because I don't want to spoil any more than that. But I did think that there was some good character performances. I just wanted to see a little bit more of that development and that backstory. And I wish they would have done something else other than news broadcasting to promote this, oh my god, the world is actually ending feeling. All in all, the story for me is going to get a 3 out of 5. It was pretty average, but at the end of the day, just not really that wowed overall. As far as the theater experience is concerned, I do have to give the film props for developing tension in a really good way. They were able to create that kind of of edge-of-your-seat feeling, and although I wasn't as bought in, like I mentioned, to the whole end-of-the-world thing, I could feel the tenseness and the fear that the characters felt, and I think that was due to their really good performances, but also a little bit to the visuals and the sounds. I hated the camera angles throughout the first part of the movie. It felt like everybody had a GoPro strapped to their face and they were all looking at each other the entire time. It was solidly way too close up and it was just mildly uncomfortable after a while. I was like, whoa, please zoom out somebody. 
It almost felt like the camera angle that you would use for a nature documentary. Those like really close up zoomed in shots of a grasshopper or something else. And then everything in the background is just blurry. And I don't know why that choice was made, but I didn't really love it because I think there was a bit too much. I do think some of the scenes showing natural disasters or other moments of destruction were done really well. It got that big theatrical feeling across really well. And the nature setting that most of the film was shot in was really beautiful as well. However, the main thing that bothered me was just they didn't go full out with it. The movie had an R rating. It's about the apocalypse. I feel like that does give you license to just get really gritty with it. This is a very awful and difficult situation and it almost felt like they were scared or shied away from showing a lot of the true violence there's a lot of cuts away from anything that's happening that's even remotely violent and the movie overall definitely takes a very tame stance on those sorts of things which again does not help me with the whole world is ending feeling I want it to feel raw, I want it to feel real, and it just felt like they stopped at 75% instead of going all the way to that, you know, 100, 150% even with the license and the ability that they had to do so. I do think that psychological horror is definitely scarier than gore in a lot of different places, but the movie didn't really scare me on either front, which if you're not a scary movie person, you're going to be totally fine with this movie, so don't worry about that. But I just, I wanted more, and I feel like that is the running theme for me throughout this entire movie, is that I just wanted more. So overall, I'm going to give the theater experience a 2.5 out of 5. The close-ups are just too much, and I did not like that camera angle, but... I thought that it was still a good theater experience as far as getting the visuals and the sounds that you go to the theater for. Alright, finally, let's talk entertainment value. Again, a running theme, I just wanted more from this category. First off, it's no secret that M. Night Shyamalan is known for his twists. This is the thing that has made his career, basically. So even before going in to see this movie, my first thought was, oh boy, what's the twist going to be? And quite frankly, I just didn't get the payoff that I wanted. And I understand that part of that is me. You know, I came in with some preconceived notions and I do commend him from kind of stepping outside of his box. It's perfectly within his right to do so. But I just wasn't impressed enough with what I got to take me away from the what if of my preconceived notions. Outside of that, my main problem and the thing that did kind of not help the entertainment factor of it for me is that it is so easy to outlogic most of what is happening throughout the movie. You have these people, they've come in, they have these visions, they're trying to explain why the family needs to make this insane choice, but with almost no actual evidence to back it up, it's hard to take them seriously as like people that know what they're talking about and not just fully crazy people. So I do think this movie is a little bit more of like a suspend your disbelief type of movie. And if you do that, I think you'll have a much better time. But 
since I'm going into movies trying to get, you know, the notes that I need for podcasting and all that sort of stuff, I am trying to think about the movie a little bit more, and I feel like that didn't help in this case. So if you're going to go see this movie, don't think too hard about it because it really kind of falls apart when you start thinking about it. I do have to give them props, though. I wasn't bored throughout the movie at all. It's a pretty short movie at about an hour and 40 minutes, and some of the movie was done really well. So while I didn't appreciate the payoff and the ending, I do have to give props where it's due for still keeping me compelled throughout a majority of the movie. It was forgettable at the end of the day. That is the word I'm going to use to kind of wrap it up. It's nothing that I'm going to be recommending heavily to friends like I would Sixth Sense, which is one of my favorite movies by M. Night Shyamalan, but it's a decent watch, I think, if you're okay with kind of putting your brain aside and just accepting the fact that this is happening. So for all of that, I'm going to give Entertainment Value a 3 out of 5. So solidly average, some scenes were definitely compelling, but I just didn't get the overall payoff that I wanted to seal the deal. So with all of that said, let's go ahead and get into my final thoughts. I gave plot a 3 out of 5, theater experience a 2.5 out of 5, and entertainment value a 3 out of 5, so Knock at the Cabin gets an overall 3 out of 5 rating from me. Solidly average, but nothing truly special. And I know that I am pretty hard on this movie, but that is because I expect a lot. The name recognition that goes beyond this movie is certainly playing a factor into my rating, but I think that's part of the deal when you do come as recognized and as popular as M. Night Shyamalan is. While I was generally entertained and it was an overall passable film, There was nothing that really stood out to me to make me want to overly hype the movie up or be super enthusiastic in recommending it. A lot of it, like I said, pretty forgettable, and I wasn't happy with the resolution, it just wasn't for me. The apocalypse really just doesn't do it anymore, in my opinion, in terms of that fear factor level, and because they didn't push themselves to the limit with what they could show us and inspire that kind of, you know, psychological fear... I don't think that it landed the way that they wanted it to. I don't love that that's where we are as a society, where none of the stuff on the news really scares anybody anymore, but that's just cynical me talking, so take it with a grain of salt. As far as streaming is concerned, there's no word yet on exactly when it will come to streaming, but I do think it's a fun midweek watch on streaming, but definitely not something that I think you need to rush to the theaters for by any means. And that's a wrap, folks. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode, and I hope you enjoyed my review of Knock at the Cabin. Feel free to give the podcast a like and a subscribe, and make sure to be on the lookout for the next movie review coming soon. Also, feel free to check out my Instagram at AverageGirlMovieReviews for more movie review and behind-the-scenes content. Usually anytime I see a movie, I post on my stories there and give my thoughts of any of the trailers coming up or movies I'm excited to see. And if there's anything that you guys want me to review, I'd love to hear it. So feel free to hit me up on Instagram with anything that interests you that's coming out soon. And hopefully I'll be able to do an episode on it. So with that, I'll see you guys on the next one. (laughs) 